15 minutes it is before 9 p.m. We're under the microscope this evening and uh, we dedicate much of our remaining time as uh, we take a look at uh, the uh, uh, UIFs, uh, Temporary Employer Employee Relief Scheme. Now, it's set to be extended uh, to businesses and workers in certain sectors of the economy, uh, which have suffered prolonged distress uh, due to the lockdown regulations. Now, the application process uh, was uh, initially anticipated to end on the 15th of October 2020, but was recently extended until 15 March 2021. Now, President Ramaphosa heeded the calls for an extension of the TERS and announced last week in his SONA address uh, that uh, the TERS benefits would be reinstated, but only for those sectors that have not been able to operate. Now, we're asking ourselves this evening, um, who does this include and who does it exclude? And uh, to help us think around some of these issues, Makosonga Ptelezi, uh, who's the UIF's Director of Communications and Marketing, joins me now on the line. Shenge, I'm going to talk to you. Uh, I'm well, thanks. I'm very well, thank, thank you. you. Let's maybe start off uh, just, I guess, on, on, on the brief background here and maybe get some of your own reflections, uh, Shenge. I mean, I remember um, around April or so uh, uh, where, you know, the TERS had been instituted. Um, and a lot of people, I guess, were anticipating and even in the planning of it, there was this expectation that we'd only be in this COVID-19, uh, you know, mess for about three months or so. Uh, in hindsight, uh, I guess, w what do you feel could have worked better and, and maybe you could have done a lot better as an entity? Uh, thank you. I, I think, uh, as you rightly said, we this was just uh, put on our lap uh, by the pandemic. And uh, for such a huge uh, operation, uh, we, you would have wanted to have uh, enough time to test the systems, uh, to make sure that they are robust enough uh, to run smoothly, pretty much like what SA is doing, the preparations around the census. So unfortunately, we didn't have enough time. Uh, we had to come up with a, 60, uh, a system, a working system, within a week, and uh, we had to process claims. And obviously, the system had some weaknesses, uh, which we initially identified as the fund, and later on by the uh, Auditor General, and uh, roundabout. And we also had some breakdowns. Uh, uh, let me just mention that twice. And roundabout um, uh, July, August, we were able then to. Uh, start closing those gaps that were identified by the Auditor General. Uh, nevertheless, you still have uh, some outstanding claims, and uh, but I must indicate that uh, I think about 94% payments have been done since we started, uh, but we do have outstanding claims in terms of declarations, in terms of bank verifications, and in some instances, verification of identity documents of some of the applications. Uh, but yeah, um, we paid uh, close to 60 billion uh, so far. So we've been able to make sure that at least 4.5 million employees have got some income during the lockdown. So uh, that has been a journey. And and 
And I guess, yeah, indeed a journey. But uh, we find ourselves in a juncture now where, you know, a lot of conversation was flying around saying, you know, can the UIF, um, you know, afford an additional TERS uh, that carries on maybe for another six months? Um, with where you sit, I mean, what one would think that you guys have these conversations with actuaries all of the time to say, let's sit down, let's see, you know, if uh, we're to see successive lockdowns and have the same kind of challenges, would we be able to afford it? When it comes to that affordability, where are you? Um, and, and we'll certainly get to some of the sectors now uh, that uh, stand to, to benefit from this relief. But, you know, is it totally unaffordable to uh, continue with the TERS as it was rather than the narrow one? Look, uh, we had said, um, well, let me just just say that the, the actuaries have uh, strongly advised for uh, continuous uh, finding of the COVID test beyond the uh, 15th of October. And if you recall, even the Auditor General also warned that hey, we need to keep tabs of the spendings that we do on the COVID test. Uh, but as you may be aware, we do have uh, some assets, some investments. So uh, what we're going to do now, how we're going to fund this is to basically reprioritize uh, uh, all the things like the investments that we have. For example, if I may to give an example, uh, there are commitments that we have made uh, before COVID, but you find that uh, the companies or businesses have not drawn down uh, mm. the monies that we committed okay. to, also due to the fact that they, they were affected by COVID. Sure. So Shange, we'll be looking at Shange, those things I, so, and negotiate yeah. if we so, can't so, to, uh, to, you to know, stop you there. Uh, rework the funding model so that we can okay. be able to fund the tariffs. Plus, internally, we we'll be looking. Hello? Yeah, yeah, I just want us to pause here quickly for a second uh, okay. and take a quick spot break. We'll continue after the break and maybe just unpack, I guess, some of the issues that you're speaking to, but also some of the sectors that might benefit uh, from the narrower tours uh, that uh, President Ramaphosa announced last week. Okay, sure. We're under the microscope here on Metro FM Talk, and uh, I'm in conversation with Marco Songa UIF's Director of Communication and Marketing. And uh, Marco Songa, I'd like you to maybe just complete the point you were making there. Unfortunately, we had to uh, sort of pause there uh, to take our quick spot break. Oh, yeah. So, um, now I forgot. I've lost my train of thought. What was the question? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's fine, Marco Songa. Let's move on to the next question. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, I think, I think the main uh, uh, question mark that many South Africans have is um, when we say the sectors that were closed at some point in time in 2020, uh, you know, you know that, that, that might appeal almost to any and everybody. So the big question is, which are these sectors that have been earmarked for this narrower TERS uh, that is set to continue? And of course, we do understand that that isn't set to continue indefinitely. Yeah, look, the highly impacted ones are your tourism, uh, hospitality, and uh, until recently, or in fact, even now, the liquor industry, uh, because you still have, there's still regulations in terms of uh, selling the alcohol. Um, but you also do have others, um, just thinking um, on top of, they are not fully operational. 
you have cinemas and theaters that are fully are not fully uh, operational. No, even people who work in the cruise uh, ships, you know, those uh, cruise ships that take people from one country to another, they mm. are still affected. So, so there's quite a, a lot that are still affected. And you still have uh, people who can't go to it because of comorbidities. People are above 60. So uh, you're looking at all those categories in terms of uh, coverage under this new extension. Yeah, yeah. And and I guess, you know, th- there's also the, the other side of that question, which is, you know, as the UIF, you're also administering some of the more routine uh, benefits that you would already do, um, and also taking contributions from employers alongside their payers. You earn contributions uh, and employees as well. Um, and I'm quite interested, I guess, in, in how you know this particular program has affected, if at all, you know, um, the prospects of many workers and work seekers to access some of your other services. Um, I think it 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 has not affected it uh, in terms of processing of claim or even in terms of finances uh, because uh, the budget for COVID tariffs uh, is separate from the ordinary benefits. However, where we have felt the impact is um, in the processing of normal claims was because of the non-availability of staff at provinces because that's where claims are processed, the ordinary claims. But the COVID test claims that were uh, pro- processed at head office are centralized through a system. So um, the, and the COVID tests and the ordinary claims uh, were delinked, you know. If you apply for COVID tests in uh, April, May, and June, mm. retrenched thereafter, it wouldn't affect uh, uh, the uh, your credit days that we use to calculate the uh, ordinary benefits. However, some of the applicants have uh, experienced a situation where they couldn't access the normal benefits after they were retrenched because they still appeared as beneficiaries mm. uh, under the COVID test. And uh, that then required us to change the uh, business rules and all that, which is something that we do uh, quite often. And even now, with the extension, we're going to change the business rules. And uh, mm-hmm. I can bet you there'll, at time there'll be new things that are going to come up that we didn't anticipate. But um, be that as it may, we, we are ready. We are busy working, uh, reconfiguring the system so that we can be able to process their claims under the mm. new extension. I mean, w- one would think that there are also parts of your service offering that might not necessarily be possible now. I mean, um, I also understand that you have some form of sort of work seeker activation programs that um, sort of are part of your mandate under the uh, Unemployment Insurance Act uh, that I would think are, it's probably not possible for those to happen now. No, look, uh, if... I'm sure you're talking about the when you apply for as a process when you apply for unemployment insurance uh, benefit you have to indicate that you are available uh, for uh, an opportunity yes, or for yes. training. Right no, uh, that has not really been affected as long as you are able to 
submit a claim for unemployment benefit, uh, whether online or physically at the labor center. Uh, when the opportunity, opportunity arises, you will be able to uh, access that opportunity. However, okay. we are not able, we were not able to run those programs, uh, your labor activation programs, due to COVID-19. Um, so. They were delayed, uh, but now with the relaxation and all that, we have uh, started with them, resumed uh, running those projects. Okay. All right. Shange, Angwonga Baba, always a pleasure, and uh, thank you once again, as always, for availing yourself uh, whenever we have questions of uh, this uh, very important scheme. And uh, TERS set to continue, I guess, uh, for the coming months in specific sectors that have uh, certainly been hard hit by the lockdown. Makosonga Ptelezi is uh, the UIF's Director of Communication and Marketing joining us this evening. And that's where, folks,